Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you believe or doubt, from the flag to black and out, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He dies naked and they burn up his bones. It's my co-host, Evan. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> How could you not pick that line? How could Friend you not? Friend or foe, because he can be either one, my co-host, Saker. Oh, hmm. Which do you think I am more often to you? Um, foil. Foil? <laughs> Is foil, foil an option? First, outer, inner, last. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that foil is no longer a thing that you do in math. I think it's it's been replaced with something in the new math Wait, canon. Wait, they changed math? I know, I know <laughs> that they changed like the new math. Like they changed calculation. Like the way things are done, you have to like do a you have to make a chart or something, and the numbers like touch the numbers that touch each other add or yeah. you know like it's fine. I'm actually kind of looking forward to like relearning math. Wait, when will you have to do that? Because when my my son is gonna go through oh sure school, yeah. I assume, and I'm gonna have to help him with his math homework. So like, I know everyone's pissed off because they're like, I don't, I don't understand why I can't do long division like I did it back in the day. Don't <laughs> dig dang, and then like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just excited to like learn math again. I am definitely not excited to learn math again, but I am excited to have an alternative to long division, which is the fucking worst. Long division <laughs> never made sense to me. I still don't oh, get it. No, I, I love long. I still do long division in my head sometimes. In your head? Yeah, calculate. No. Well, you, get, you can get a rough idea. Like, I'll calculate, like, I buy, like, the other day I bought a six pack of beer that was like three ninety nine. I'm like, how much, how many cents is that a beer did I just pay for? You know, so I'll do like a calculation to see how much like value I'm getting. But that's not long division. Yeah, it that's is. just division. Yeah, because you're taking six beers, or you're taking three dollars and nine three hundred ninety nine. You're dividing by six, so you have to you have to put them in there to figure out how. Oh many. boy. Yeah. See, if that were if that were me, what I would do is let's see. So I need to get to four hundred. So six times ten is sixty. There so you go. six times fifty is three hundred. I'm almost there. And I think that's how the new math works. Like that's how they do it. Is you you pick, oh really? You pick, yeah, I think so. I think I've 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 seen it pop up a couple times. I think that's how. Okay. It works. But. Yeah, okay. I always liked the idea of math. I've never been good at it, but I always liked the idea of doing it. Yeah, I was always, I was straight A's down the plate in school, except math, which I always got a B or C in every single time. Could not get there. Couldn't cross the finish line in my math class. Couldn't, I don't con- know couldn't consummate. Couldn't consummate. And I say I couldn't cross the finish line when I got a B in the class, which I think a lot of people would be like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. I got a B. But I was uh, an overachiever. As uh, most uh, fucking uh, gifted kids are, and then they turn into depressed adults. I was not. Um, you were not a gifted kid or an overachiever? Either. Or... Either. I was oh, uh, okay. straight down the plate average. I got Bs. And oh, my God. A couple As, mostly Bs and Cs. Really? Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I was always... I remember if I loved... Like, my Spanish class, we had to do, like, a, a, a ten-line play or something. So, they, they we had partners... And I, me and my partner wrote a musical. We wrote a, I don't know, 15 minute musical with our characters all in Spanish. Um, yeah, you just got to go. Uh, you need that sweet, sweet praise. Mm-hmm. You need people to pat you on the head and tell you you're a good boy and you're doing so I good. I so much good at praise. Like I, I could get into things I was into. Like I could, if I was Uh-oh. interested in something, I'd do well at it. But most sure. of the time I was just fucking bored. So I'm sitting there like drawing mm-hmm. comic books or like reading books in school. Like that's wow. all. Yeah. Just, but, just not paying attention. So people wouldn't call you a good boy, or oh no, I, I got I was a smart boy, not a pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they looked at me and said, no, "Well, I, see, I'm." Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. I just uh, I I got in trouble a lot. I had no respect How? for authority. Yeah, I was a shithead. 
I never got a detention. And I think oh, we've fuck. talked about this I on the podcast before. I almost got a couple times. Really? Yeah. Maybe we haven't. I would remember that. What did you almost get expelled for? Um, It was the stupidest fucking thing. Um, I went to the uh, Youngstown, Ohio English Festival or something like that. Did you ever go to that? No. It was like you had to read like six books and you got to go to Youngstown State University and like okay. see the orchestra perform and like, oh, that's see, cool. you know, you just got to sit on some college classes or something. And there was like, we were getting sat down and one of the ushers was like, does everybody have a program? And I kind of mouthed off. I'm like, I have a program. And he's like, give me your name. And then I took, he, took my, <laughs> he took my name down and I was like, okay, I guess that's it. That's all that's going to happen. And then the, my school got a strongly worded letter saying that we were not invited back to the English festival next year because I had acted like grossly and inappropriately. And like, I got called down to the principal's office and they fucking yelled at me for like a half hour. Wow. And I had like besmirched the name of the school and they're going to expel, they're going to expel me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't even remember what I did. Cause it was a zoo field trip was the day that day. And I got, didn't get to go on the zoo field trip. They called me down to the office. They're like, you don't get to go to the zoo asshole. You're going to get yelled at by everybody. That's... Wait, like, I don't even, they were going to expel me. And then like, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think that what I did warrants that. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm in fucking tears. Cause I'm like a 12 year old. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, um, yeah. And they called like, everybody got back from the zoo and they called in people who were there and they were like all the other kids were like yeah he he might have been a little lippy but that was it like they, they way overreacted and, that, and you could see like all of the all of like the, the administrative figures going oh oh shit this got really blown out of proportion everyone is overreacting like somebody on the fucking ysu end was a shithead yeah like, yeah because every witness corroborated my story like i just i might have been a little lippy period that was it i was just being 12 I'm not sure I even and so I just understand. Got, and so I just got two weeks of detention instead. Okay. Oh, that's that's still a lot. I don't understand what you. So you said you had a program when you didn't. Yeah, I was just being. I was just being a twelve-year-old shit, like being smart. Sure. Like he's like, "Is everyone a program?" I have a program. You know, like one of those, <laughs> like just like that, basically. How? What do you think that man's life is like? That man who <laughs> decided to enact revenge yeah. on a twelve-year-old to get his life just, destroyed. Yeah, I think he's just somebody. Who, I, I bet he was like some fucking college student TA or something who got wanted to go out on the weekend and drinking, but instead had to like shepherd a bunch of 13 year old fucking English students through the goddamn stuff. And he just had a little too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, I, that I was the straw. Right. But, but man, imagine being so like petty and vindictive that you like, yes, we're going to write a strongly worded letter and not allow this school back. <laughs> he like, stole some fucking, yeah. he stole some letterhead from YSU and he typed it up on his own home typewriter. There's no way that came. If some college student came up to me and I'm the dean of the fucking university and he's like, a, a little boy was mean to me. <laughs> I would not be like, I'm going to put the iron fist down on that school. Um, yeah. No, I don't think so. The other yeah, time I so... almost got expelled was because I was reading in class and the teacher took my dragon magazines uh-huh. And she put them in her desk and she wouldn't give them back to me and i'm like those are my magazines like uh-huh. I, you can you can send me to the principal's office for reading in class but you can't take my stuff and she's like yeah, yeah i'm keeping them and i'm like okay so the next day i broke into her office and took them out of her desk oh and shit. i would have gotten away with it too but some if fucking kids, you kids some fucking kids saw me and tattled on me sure the classics and i knew exactly who it was too i saw him right. we made eye contact across the room and i'm like just shaking my head. Like, <laughs> did I, I, you didn't do do, the... I didn't do anything to him, but goddamn. Uh huh. Did you did you do the two eye thing no, where you pointed to your no, eyes and then pointed to yeah, theirs? So, so I got okay. my, but so I got more detentions and I almost got expelled. But then hey, got my dragon magazines back. God damn! Wow. I just, you, I, you like I had literally no respect for teachers. 
No, you. Uh, but I don't feel like you have a problem with authority today. Do you? I'm trying to think. I do, in as much as I don't, I don't suffer fools, especially in positions of authority, and I don't respect sure. people just because they have a position. They have to, they have to prove themselves to be worthy of the position before I'll respect yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I think those are normal things to think. Although, yeah. no, that's that's true. I think there's a lot of people who just, uh, you know, blindly will respect. Uh, the office of the president or back the blue or getting political today. Well, they'll but, they'll yeah. respect the office of the president when it's the person they want in the job. Yeah, well, that's true. You're right. 100%. Gotta, gotta respect the office, if not the man. God, I want to know who is out there like, you know what? I don't like him, but I respect Donald Trump. And then is like, I don't like him, but I respect Joe Biden. Like that person doesn't exist. This hypothetical person who just yeah. respects the word president. I do like it, though. I like the idea. But you know what? That person, they're just keeping it real. You know, that's what they do. And speaking of keeping it real, Ev, I think it's about time we keep it real. This song does not keep anything anywhere. The song this week is called Keeping It Real. And if you've never heard it, listener, here's a quick sample. It puts their face in the ground. Evo, keep it it real. (laughs) Um, You messaged me as you sometimes do during the week. And uh, sometimes, I don't think you've ever messaged me when you've had something positive to say about the song. You always message me and say, this song is horsey poo poo dog shit. uh, And I hate it. Um, So uh, why, what, give me, what what did you hate? Because I actually... I think this might be a fun app because I think we have very different ideas about this song. So tell me what you didn't like about this song right off the bat. So objectively, I don't think this is a bad song. Like okay. musically. Musically. Okay. It's just, it's like, it sounds like a fucking Bon Jovi song. Intr- well, you know what? It's just got this chunky guitar. It's got this like rock, like this thumping beat. And it, it- and it's just like. Four fucking white bread guys from Edmonton singing about how fucking tough they are. Is it about how tough they are? It's got some fucking, like, it's it's one of my least favorite, like, favorite sub-sub-genres of country music is, like, just this chunky beat, chunky guitar with somebody talking about, like, my boots don't run because they go outside. I get on my horse and I take it a ride. It's an iron pony. That's what I do. I get down my drawers and I take a big poo. You know, it's just like fucking nonsense. I tell jokes, some people think they're funny, but I buy hamburgers, I'm gonna need money. Like, it's just a bunch of fucking nonsense. I don't at all think that you uh, looked into this song, which surprises me as a writer. I feel like it's a what? it's a str- it's a strong indictment of religion and uh, a a a. a singing praise for the the acts that we do on earth rather than trying to get to some imaginary place in the sky you which are, i thought was that's nice that's nice of you to say that about this song <laughs> it's not nice of me to say it's fucking real of me to say bro that's what this is about this song is basically a it's just a bunch of nonsense strung together that's wild uh, I, th- the lyrics are very very clear in their in their indictment and in their hold on so so we talk about the chorus or, or the, the, the bridge. You know, what's the point of wishing there was somewhere to go if when you get there, you can't let anyone know. When my time comes, I won't be leaving this earth. And what I've done for people will determine my work. What's the point in wishing there was somewhere to go 
If when you get there you can't let anyone know When my time comes I won't be leaving this earth And what I've done for people will determine my worth The woods are Very clearly okay. saying you know, this is, you know, the idea of heaven is this overblown, you know, people try so hard to get to heaven, but you should really be doing good things for people here on Earth rather than worrying about what's after Earth, right? I guess, but that that makes me hate it even more, I guess, now that it has a point. And he even fucking calls out God in the last verse. They say we'd have wings if God had meant us to fly. He never gave, gave us gills. Are we supposed to stay dry? If he had a hand in the original code, he hasn't paid attention since he made it explode. Oh my Holy God. shit. I didn't even see that. That's not on the lyrics. Well, buddy, yeah. those are the three secret verses at the end. Did you hear those? I heard them mumbling, and I didn't it's fucking care. The amount of both quality and quantity you're getting out of this song is wild. In back of the chorus, in back of the last chorus they move on, there are three whole secret verses that are just like pushed down in the mix so far <laughs> that it's just Ed mumbling in the background. But that's where all like a lot of the 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 feeling of the song is and and a lot of the 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 meaning I think too. by how much I disliked the style that they were doing that I couldn't yeah. it, like I said I, I think I said in my uh, message to you like I've tried I tried to listen to this song like on Tuesday and yeah. I listened got like 30 seconds and I'm like nope 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 and then <laughs> yeah. when that happens with a BNL song I'm like you know it's probably me I'm gonna give it a day listen to it again same thing happened Wednesday same thing happened uh -uh. Thursday same thing happened Friday finally Saturday I'm like all right fuck I'm gonna listen to this goddamn fucking song all the way through 50 times right <laughs> and every time I listened to it I hated it more I just hated wow. this song that's interesting because you're saying you liked it musically or at least didn't mind it. I didn't objectively. I don't think it's bad. I didn't sure. like it. Sure. Okay. Okay. So uh, there's, there's I, a, a big difference there. I hated I, this fucking song as a person. <laughs> I never want to hear this song again. I want to like rip it from my memory, but objectively, I don't think it's that bad of a song. That's so funny. Cause when I listened to this last week, I was like, I wonder if this is going to be the summertime of this album for us. If this is going to be like the deep cut, they, they're never going to do this live song that me and Ever both like, They do it Fuck a yeah. thousand fucking times live. There were but 800 they, fucking live versions of it. <laughs> they haven't done it since the album came out. God, so they should like, never do it again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I, I did like, and I'm really, I'm glad that you brought out that Bon Jovi comparison because I don't think that's something that I would have previously thought of, but man, you're right. And it's, Maybe had they done a whole album in this style, if they had done a, a, a Van Weezer, if they had done a Bon, bon Ladies, <laughs> then I wouldn't be so about it. But like these dirty fucking drums and this fuzzy ass bass, well, it's it just, just it like... Just felt, you know how like you said, like there's like cognitive dissonance for you between like BNL in the past and BNL now? Like, yes. I think that's what hit me the most is like, this is not my BNL. Like, wow. Sort of thing. And, I, and I hadn't really felt it till this point. You know? interesting yeah okay like, that's what you don't get to do this grungy stuff you don't get to do this <laughs> chunky stuff bno this isn't you come on clean up your faces and make me <laughs> get upstairs come on sing a little song about a canadian celebrity where's yeah, your canadian celebrity songs i i thought because get out of the rumpus room boys and come up <laughs> 
<laughs> because you liked Limit so much, this one really felt to me like it was deeply influenced by electronica. Like oh. those drums, those big, heavy, like sort of uh, patterned drums. I felt like, fuck, this is like cool. The difference between this and Limits for me is that at Limits, they did a good job. And this song, <laughs> a bad one. Ah, of and course. There, there comes my uh, my cultural <laughs> appropriation <laughs> argument again. Sure, sure. Which culture? I guess country culture. They're appropriating well, country in this and song. also jazz to a certain extent. Like I feel like this is a, especially towards the end where um, Kev is kind of zoobling on his guitar, a sort of aimless fucking uh, guitar solo that's like beep 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 blah 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 blah. Like he just hits. Old guitar school trick, you hit any note. Like, <laughs> you're just right. plays I, any note. <laughs> I wrote, I forgot, Metalocalypse had a hand in this song. Uh, that final guitar solo, I, I was twisty and turny, like it gets away from you and then it comes back and like... By get away from you, you mean doesn't follow the song or the <laughs> yes. key signature or just... Well, Ev, when you listen to that solo, you're thinking about the notes that... How do I put this? <laughs> <laughs> that he isn't playing. And I loved that. I don't know. I was no, I, cause... And one of the things that kind of brought me around on it was um, when, I don't want to dip too far in the live versions, but they the, Kev gets a lot more jazzy on his solos mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. live versions. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this is actually, this is what I wanted to hear in the song was like an actual jazz guitar solo, not like this like fucking random Bon Jovi nonsense where it's and again not knocking bon jovi i'm living on a prayer bud yeah Um, yeah but like just didn't it didn't just didn't come together for me and it came together in a way that pissed me off it's true i mean it isn't it's an angry song right it's an angry country song we get a lot of pleasantness from ed a lot of the time but this one is just like dripping with disgust he just (laughs) he's not happy in this this is like when dad comes home and he's had a bad day and he sees your report card he's talking about how you know you're gonna die and you're gonna burn up your bones (laughs) you know you've had that experience with your dad right yeah um all the time i did think oh god and that like Alice in Chains style, like, vocal distortion midway through. The low-pass filter on the final chorus. I loved it. Oh, and it sounds like it's coming through a radio. I love that shit. Or a megaphone or whatever. He's doing a lot of interesting vocal shit here. He doubles himself, but when he when he overdubs himself, he dubs it as like a a darker, more sinister version of the thing that he's saying, right? So yeah, the the first one's like, you know, if they come at me, then they better. But then the doubling is like, if they come at me, then they better all run. <laughs> like it's yeah. a very is interesting. That his, is that him on the low voice? I think so. Him? I th- I'm like, I th- who is that? Who's doing that with him? I'm not sure. I I think it's him. It sounds like him to me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did think you're talking about sort of, you know, the, the foreboding that you come into the song with, uh, I didn't like the title. I'll be honest Four mid forties, white dudes doing a song called keeping it real. I was scared coming into this song. Yeah, Thought it might like, be like a rap like, track yeah, or like or, trying to write a song about like an internet meme from 10 years ago. <laughs> I guess it's like, How? it's like having a, having an album come out today. And one of the songs is lolcat. Like, <laughs> yeah you know? okay it's, it's like keeping, keeping it, it keeping it real is like an 80s like 80s and 90s like yeah 
you know, slang, isn't it? Yeah, Keeping yeah. It real. Yeah, but they were talking, you know, I think this is Ed speaking from experience, talking about him keeping it real like he has all his life, you know? I'm just keeping it real. How just the do- fuck has Ed kept it real his life? I, you know, he donates to charity. He's talking about his work upon this earth. He keeps it real. He keeps it, rather than supernatural, he keeps it subnatural. He keeps it below yeah, nature. I feel like, I just feel like Ed didn't earn this song. Wow, you feel like through all his charitable work that well, but you didn't pick up the idea that it was supposed to be a song about doing. And I'm not good even things talking the about earth. the charity. I'm just talking about like the hard edge vocals and things like that. Like and again, you're allowed to experiment, and I don't. And again, objectively, I'm not knocking this song for being a bad song. But right. god damn it, it hit me in all the wrong ways. Wow, that's. I felt like not only did I like this song, but then after I thought about it and after I looked into it and heard those secret things, I felt like the song had a good value to it. I felt like, you know, it came with a bunch of free DLC where like I bought the song, but I got these three verses hidden somewhere in the song as well. Release date DLC. (laughs) Yeah, it was day one DLC. It took me a while. I had to put the CD in, download the patches. It took fucking forever, but it was worth it in the end. I got the free horse armor for uh, Grinning Street. Yeah, you got the uh, the red panda pet. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I got to put a saddle on Tyler and and ride him around the room. It was fun. But I don't know. I thought, I, but I did wonder what the point you start, of you doing start that with a uh, with hoagie in your inventory. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus one to all my stats with that hoagie. Uh, I wondered what the fucking point of that was. Right? It's an interesting deep dive, but like, it's just textural. Like, why bury three whole verses in the background of your last chorus? Very weird. I don't know. Um, Maybe he, uh, they. Their producer on this was a, a, a hardcore Christian, and they had to like skate around the uh, edge. <laughs> there, or, yeah, I and do he, like the that. producer's like, "No, no one will talk bad about God on my album." And then he just buried the mixer, buried them all. Sound engineer buried them all the way down deep. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I think so. I'm gonna bury uh, those lines in hell where they belong. <laughs> this is this is a song. This is a montage song where the main character in a movie walks into a bar and he's about to just kick everybody's ass. Like, this is the bar where he knows that they're holding his girlfriend. Yeah, but it's, like a, shitty like, mo- it's like a shitty post-apocalyptic, like... It was straight to video. Rip-off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it like, was. I don't know. I think that just the... I get it now that you've explained it to me, but the read still just seems so... And I, I'm going to steal your word, facile to me. I hate it. <laughs> I guess, but I felt like this kind of spoke a little bit to classic Bare Naked Ladies to me because it's a mysterious song that holds up to scrutiny. They're not coming out and saying, like, God is bad. I hate God. But, down but they, with literally the say, they literally say that at the in the last, like, lyrics, don't they? But they say it quietly. <laughs> I just, it just felt so, like, it just so general. There was, no, like, no specificity for me. And, like, oh, man, I thought there was a lot of, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Folks are alive, but most people are dead. My words will be weighed by just what I said. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. That could have been a line. I know. But but there were if there wasn't specificity, there was at least cool turns of phrase. Long tooth time is marching on as I sing. That paints a picture. Long tooth time is marching on as I sing. Just cut me down the middle and count my. You don't think that paints a picture? Cut me open and count my rings. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, man. Uh, Dying naked, burning up your bones. I would think at least from the standpoint of a writer, you would think that there was some 
you know, evocativeness to his words here. I it's don't like, know. Yeah, I suppose there is evocativeness, but it's like, again, I looked into it as a writer and all of those turns of phrases just seemed really foolish. Uh, sure, yeah, I did yeah, not okay. like any of them. Like long <laughs> That's fair. time. It just feels it feels too precious to me. Interesting. Like like Yeah. Oh, I I must war with the hungry page as I sit across <laughs> you know, like uh-oh is this a song about steven no it's not it can't be there's no yeah, way and i feel like um, this, this is a song i think if steve had been on this i feel like i feel like it would have hit better for me because steve is steve has the hard edge right and ed does not it's yeah. not hard Ed's not born again hard Ed's never been hard yeah what ed is, is ed? a schlocky ed is... guy standing outside the white house with frosted tips like saying hey lady wave to the camera 17 years ago that was ed i mean nowadays i feel like now he's but buried I feel like, his mom buried his brother had a plane absolutely crash. i get it i get it right no but i feel like he's not he's not goofy or he's sorry he's not serious you're right but he is fun and he is sad i think he can do sad this is angry but i don't think because steve's gone they can't do angry anymore I think that I didn't rules. say they couldn't. I just I said know. they did a real bad job here. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> and I will agree with you that, especially when we get into the final verses, he is pulling so many, like, straws looking for a metaphor. You can't add sugar if the coffee's too strong. Like, all right, I guess. I do. <laughs> there are lines like, there's no use fighting. No one's getting along. Like, okay, this is really, like, easy at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought it was interesting, though. I thought it was mysterious. And But you know what? At the same time as being mysterious, it was simple. This song is just drums, lead, rhythm, bass. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. a song that... And I think that's why they play it so much live, as we talked about, is because it's easy to play live. It's like, you know, it's... So I, easy you can have your 14-year-old kid come up on stage and play it. Indeed you can. Uh, do you <laughs> do you want to jump over to that? or uh, I still have a little bit to, to talk okay, go about. On, go, go on more. I, can, uh... I, I love... There are just some things I love at this song that I want to mention. Um, that the drop-off punctuation, when after he goes, Determine my worth! The world's what like Done for people will determine my worth. The woods are soaking. So that's when the crowd goes, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> like yeah, that's when like the twenty drunk ladies in the front go, <laughs> "Exactly." That's a drunk lady moment. I and love you know that. What? Good for good for them. Yes. I'm glad they're enjoying this song. Somebody needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What did I write about the lyrics here? Uh, I mean, it's a song about how the all the Barricade ladies will one day die. And I wrote, please compare this to Gordon. Like, isn't it wild how far we've come? Like, it used to be, oh, no, 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 Yoko, oh, no. Now it's, I'm going to die. I better do good. Well, uh, they, it are, is, they are closer to death, I guess. They're in their late 40s, early 50s. 100%. They are like, they're, they're getting close. So they got to start writing about it. It was bleak. It was nihilistic. It was, you know, and, and I, I wrote that it is a, it's nihilistic about nothing in specific, which kind of makes it more nihilistic, right? It's just like, we're bad. Things are hopeless. We can't trust each other. Nothing is real. Like It's nihilistic about nothing in particular, which makes it more, it's nihilistic, but it's so, the bar is so low. <laughs> yeah. They can't even think of something to be sad about. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's Ed by way of like. Nietzsche and Herzog <laughs> just like this, God is dead I remember being at a college party and there was this French exchange student there and mm-hmm. he was like fucking smoking unfiltered cigarettes on the <laughs> fucking porch you know and he was just so French <laughs> and he's just sitting there like expounding to like two or three people and he's like my silly of life is a hole 
you are born from hole, you die, they put you in a hole, you see through holes, you eat through holes, everything is a hole. And I just like flashed back to that. Like just some fucking sophomore exchange student expounding upon like the little scrap of philosophy he's managed to like sure. catch in his little three fingered <laughs> grip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I could see that. It's definitely it's definitely easy. It's definitely easy to say like, you know, religion is bad, let's do good without religion. But I don't know. We've never heard this from him before. Had it been had I been twenty years old and I've been talking to that French student out on the porch, I might have been blown away by his fucking theory of life. He definitely it definitely made an impression on me because I remember it to this day. Exactly. And this song will make an impression on me. I'll remember this as I'm lying in my deathbed. I'll think, have yeah. I been keeping it real? <laughs> and, I, and I'm on the other end of the fucking porch talking about how much I love Diogenes. So we're just uh <laughs> I want to live in a wine barrel and masturbate openly. Uh, you got to dia, and I thought you were going to say diarrhea, and I was excited. Those are the kind of college parties I went to, <laughs> talking about how much we all love diarrhea. Uh, all right, let's talk about those other versions. We brought up the one live in Montreal with Lyle and Arden Robertson. The kings of jazz, as Ed introduces them. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Uh, Lyle on guitar, Arden on drums, killing it on drums. We've never seen Arden hey. before. Also, Lyle. Gum free. Gum free. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Gum-free. I was watching this. I like zoomed in on his mouth so I could watch to make sure he didn't have anything in it. <laughs> it is. A, it's it's Ed says jazz about a dozen times in that intro. He just keeps saying the word I know, jazz. And that's what made me think like, like I just wrote my notes are like, is it jazz? Is it? Is this jazz? And then like Kev cuts in on the guitar solo and I'm like, okay, that's a little jazzy. Yeah, I guess so. Live it is. The album, it's definitely yeah, not. Yeah, it's not. Definitely not. Uh, Kev's fucking solo does shred live. Yeah. Like yeah. it sounds good as fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to. I just had to, I just had to listen through like three minutes of them like nonsense babbling to get to a solo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And God. I listened to like two of them and there were like 18 more in the queue and I'm like, Oh my god, there's like 18 more and I'm just so tired. It I'm is, just so tired. <laughs> it is a, I felt the weight of the world come down on me and I couldn't I just couldn't click click on another one. It is fucking wild that we've had this whole discussion and you're still saying that all the verses were nonsense babbling. <laughs> I've convinced you of nothing throughout well, this. No, it, okay, so there is there is a there is a through line. Mm-hmm. There is but like all of the verses are so superficial. I did the, to me. To yeah. me. No, no, no. I fi- the first verse especially feels like it would be like on the back of like a biker's t-shirt. Like friend or foe, I could be either one, but if they come at me, they better all run. <laughs> like yeah. that sucks. That's really dumb and bad. All down, friend or foe, cause I can be either one. But if they come at me, then they better all run. The woods all things come hard, some things come easy. I really like for chicken, but it makes me greasy. Like, <laughs> Kevin Lyle also smiling at each other through the entire like drop. It's so cute. And then they have their little duel at the end and they go back to back. Like it's yeah. adorable. Like, can you imagine like, Hey, dad's friend is pretty cool. Like <laughs> that's who Kevin well, I mean, is. They've got to be like, they've got to be like uncles to, to Lyle and Arden. Right. Because like, uh, yeah, I, would guess I so. imagine dad's work friends are like, I mean, they're over all the time, but they hang out. Probably good friends. I feel like Ty and Kev are the uncles, and Jim is like the god, like the the sort of distant godparent. I don't <laughs> think he parties, does he? I don't know. He's got kids of his own. Yeah, that's true. He holds their hand as they go up the stairs. Ah, oh, that song still makes me sad to think about. <laughs> what a cute song. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that, uh, did you watch any other live versions or just the one? Then the way I the saw the persuasions the version. Okay. Well, real quick. And I, my first reaction was Jesus. No. Why would you do this with the persuasions? And then you fucking loved it. No, it was uh, horrible. I thought it was great. The first five seconds of the song are possibly the best encapsulation of my feelings of this song. So first off it, the, the camera goes in on Ed and Kev. Kev is staring off into space, just doing stuff. And Ed is just, his face is scrunched up. Like he's like taking a shit. Like it's a bathroom <laughs> session. He's just like, ka-chunk, chunk, chunk, ka-chunk, chunk, chunk. And then it cuts over to um, one of the persuasions, like Jimmy, I think. Uh, and he just like looks at Ed and just shakes his head. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. Am I doing this? Am I, am, are we really doing this? Like he like gives like a, he gives a disdainful shake of his head. And then it cuts to some fucking random beardo just fucking dancing in the middle of the room. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't talk to anyone. Just makes, he's got the headphones on, just making eye contact and just like going fucking crazy. He was like the conductor, wasn't he? Doesn't he like conduct the persuasion? He doesn't conduct. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. Um, Fuck. I am and then you have the persuasions and you just have them go, whoo, ha, whoo, ha, got ooh. you, got you, got you, got you. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. I wrote, this is the definitive version of this song. Holy cow, it's so good. Ed gets so passionate at the end. The persuasions provide that doubling effect on the lyrics. I just, it's almost a full minute longer than the real song, which is, yeah. I need more keeping it real. But if they come at me, then they better all run. They gave the persuasions a line, and then it like the song descends into like mad growling at the end. It, we're all just going. It feels very primal. This whole song, they give it a, a like a, a a neolithic quality, where I just feel like you we're just see, banging you're on just turtles. everything in the best light, and I'm just not. Maybe I had a good week. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was this, the you know. You we, know this must this must be me. It, it must be me. It must be you. We have a new we have a new president. I just feel like things are looking up, yeah. as they say. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this was, this was such a fun version of the song. Um, I, I, I was, I was not surprised by the number of Grinning Streak tracks on the Persuasions album, but I was surprised by the choices. I thought this was a weird song to put on this album. Um, or the Persuasions album, I mean. Um. The Persuasions album came out in 2017. And when did Grinning Streak come out? 2013. So it would have been their okay. second most recent album. Okay. So yeah, that's weird that they put a lot of grinning streak songs on is it i don't know i feel like this is our second newest album we're gonna throw a bunch of songs from here on there i don't know maybe i'm wrong uh the silver ball sucks so bad that they don't want to put any songs god on. i are, uh, the people who listen to this album say that or this podcast say that silver ball is really fun and we're gonna love it so i'm looking oh, forward to it and i'm certain that it is more joyful because it's about fucking pinball so i don't know i'm excited um oh fun fact the guy who gives the sad shake of his head jimmy from the persuasions mm-hmm. He died one month after this album dropped, the Persuasions album. Was it because of the album? I think he was so no! upset, no! so disgusted no! by what BNL made him do Jimmy. that he, he shuffled off this mortal, co- oh! mortal coil and did not go to heaven, didn't go anywhere because, oh, you know, it doesn't God. exist. Oh, Jesus Christ. He had an existential crisis of faith and died from a broken heart. <laughs> oh, no, Jimmy. 
Oh, he he wasn't shuffled back in. Don't shuffle me back. Don't um, shuffle me back. Wow, that's wild. I had no idea. Oh, that gives these videos a whole new amount of gravity, I think. Yeah, Jimmy Hayes. Um, I, be- I, I thought his last name was Eat World. Um, the only other live version of this one I watched is uh, <laughs> a live version with Canadian indie band White Horse. Uh, I just wondered who the fuck White Horse was. I clicked on it. I did a little Wait, research. White Horse? White Horse? White Horse. <laughs> White Horse. Okay. Got yes, it. correct. Um, and they're just the Canadian indie band. They just do like what Lyle and Arden would have done on this song. Not super interesting. It's cool that BNL is still supporting the scene. You know, mm-hmm. we see them interacting with a lot of Canadian indies, which is cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's sort of, if you don't, if you, if you've made it and you don't do that, then you're kind of a worse person for it. Yeah. Like you've got to kind of lift up other towns. They're right? just such good fucking people. Like, I. Right, which is why they don't deserve this song. <laughs> no, this song is about them being good people, you fool. You don't deserve this song. <laughs> it's about them being tough hombres. Oh, if you it's... pick a fight with the bare naked ladies, you better run because you got to, they're hard as wood. You, you got to cut them open and count the rings. They're too wet to burn. You misinterpreted only... this song so wildly and it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ev, you need to tell me which fucking comedian this song, which goofball nonsense comedian this song is about that means nothing. Okay. You know, I will it's... tell you which comedian this song is about. <laughs> this this uh, this one is about um, uh, Ricky Gervais. Because oh God, the... I fucking hate Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I, I know you do. Everyone does. But he's like the atheist comedian. That's what God, his whole stick is, right? He's such a piece of shit. He truly is a piece of shit and a garbage comedian and not funny. Sorry, but go ahead. Who is this song about? Uh, keeping it real. 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 Really? I had to, I had, I got so little from this song, I had to only, I only had the title to go off of. Holy fuck. Can we just skip this segment this week, or do you actually have things written? Key and Peele, of course, being Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele, the comedy duo from uh-huh. Key and Peele, from, ran from 2012 to 2015 on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. This song felt to me like, do you remember, um, was it Luther who was like Obama's anger translator? Yeah, ang- like I think so. Anger translator. Yeah, it felt like that. Like somebody had taken a a speech uh, about like you know ex- an existential speech about life and everything, and then th- then BNL translated and distilled it down to its <laughs> basest components, uh-huh. right? And just screamed it at the fucking microphone. Yeah. Okay. So it felt like you know that. Um, Megan and Andre sketch that they do where um, Megan, uh, Jordan Peele plays Megan, who is just this, like the girlfriend who picks all the fights. Okay. And Andre is her boyfriend who is smarter than her, but not too much smarter than her, who just has to deal with all the consequences. It feels like that as well. Like they're just they're just randomly shouting fighting words into the air and somebody's left picking up the bag. It's like, you know, it's that sketch where um, uh, Key plays... Um, that really aggressive like substitute teacher mr garvey yeah. where it's like aa right just screaming at the classroom yeah and it's funny because he's like you know they're turning they're flipping like the the um white people's inability to pronounce you know black names sure. on its head which is fun which is it's funny fun. they're skewering yeah yeah and i mean key and peel are they're they're i mean comedic geniuses and like the thing like this like ed ed kept screaming jazz 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 <laughs> through this whole fucking right? song 
and that's what they're just their their interplay has been described by observers like when they're just riffing ideas off each other and just laughing and things like that as just watching two like comedic jazz artists because you know when you've got when you really click with someone mm-hmm. you're just going back and forth and you decide to start a 400 episode podcast about <laughs> a fucking obscure canadian rock band sure you know you just there's magic happens magic happens <laughs> okay so this could also be about ebbo and seiki that's it. That's the comedian duo. The song is about. Seiki. That's us. Keep it real. Keep it real. Seiki. 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 Got it. Okay. Uh, and this is and and Key and Peele are famous for like code switching, right? Uh-huh. They can. They're both. They're both famously like like from uh, mixed race families. Um, and so they're able to they're able to walk that line very carefully. And I think they do a really good job of that. Where BNL is doing a terrible job of code switching here. What, where what what's what code is being switched in this song? They're trying to play a jazz rock song. Okay. Have they ever? And they're trying to sing like bon, they're trying to play a Bon Jovi song, <laughs> but they're not like they're fucking white bread boys from Edmonton. They're not from like jersey docks yeah okay have they ever so it just clangs for me have they ever done a a jazz song before i'm trying i'm sure they have i'm sure there's some album where they're doing some jazzy shit on here um but it doesn't you're right it doesn't occur to me offhand um okay well interesting it's like that sketch you know the black republicans that key and peel do where they're just a they're just a a group of uh republicans and it's some they have like they're just being angry and trying to convince other black people to join the republican party which of course you know is suicide sure sure um at this point so like they're just all they've got is anger and they're in the wrong fucking shoes right they're wearing these old like dad jeans and like like braided leather belts and things like that and that's what bnl felt like to me while they're singing this song so this song isn't necessarily about key and peels key and peel themselves but about the sketches they do sure about the things they embody interesting so there you go. You see, you thought I had nothing. I thought you had nothing, and I am convinced that you are able to spin gold from shit, my friend. Just like, just like this song. I, I thought it had nothing, but it's really <laughs> so deep. I can't quite. A, it's like a hole, you know. Yeah, clearly. The more, the more you go in, the more hole there is. This whole world is hole. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Well, I, I mean, speaking of holes, I think it's uh, we finished the whole episode except for rating this song. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we rate the song. We rate the song at a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, Ev, without further ado, where does this song fall for you? My brother's bachelor party. Mm -hmm. Um, We did like a bar crawl all the way up and down uh, High Street in Columbus. Fun. And it was fun for the most part, except my cousins got incoherently drunk and we're yelling at people on the street and we you know almost got the cops called on us and i was not drinking because i was trying to keep everybody from getting fucking put in jail right but anyway there was you know it's it's high street so they're all just fucking campus bars and silly bars and things like that like goobers and tutors and gmate murphy mcflips and things like that and then like midway down we went into this one bar that was just like a fucking dive bar Uh like a like a towny dive bar okay and it was just like just a bar thin thin room bar like eight guys in like a fucking john deere hats just fucking glaring daggers at us <laughs> uh-huh. the whole fucking time we went and got one shot and left like and that's what this song sort of like felt like to me is this uncomfortable bar but that's not my rate because it's not clothes all right <laughs> this is this is this is the the situation where i am my cousins i am getting too drunk at a bachelor party i'm on my worst behavior uh-huh. i am just throwing back the shots irish car bombs gross stuff all up and down the street i'm a mess i end up 
falling. I go and I'm taking off my clothes when I get home. I rip them off and I lay down on the fucking floor. <laughs> and I just projectile vomit. Oh, Jesus I should say, content Christ. warning, bodily fluids. Sure, you can't so do that ahead, after everybody. you say I know, I'm sorry. I, I, my apologies, everybody. <laughs> but I just project... Because I'm going to get real gross here. Okay. I just projectile vomit all over the room, all over myself. I'm just fucking, I don't even know how much I got this down. Like, how I got, I must have eaten, like, a full buffet or two buffets, like, piled on top of each other. I'm covered in, like, Chinese food and sausages, all just half digested and, like, sour beer and vodka and, like, various mixers and half chewed up, like, maraschino cherries and shit, because my friend Saker made me drink, like, some sort of, like, cherry jubilee drink, and it just made me sick to my stomach, because... You know, I can't flush it down. <laughs> and the wounds so I'm won't just heal. <laughs> just sitting there covered. Like, covered head to toe in vomit. Uh-huh. And that's my rating of this song. Oh, okay. But then, the next day, it's, it's just me, covered head to toe in vomit. But the next day, who, could, who should find me but my dear friend Saker comes in. He goes, oh, hey, bud, you had a rough night, didn't you? And he just goes and he, he takes his little takes his little t-shirt and he just <laughs> scrapes a little bit of vomit off my eyes and mouth so that i can see and breathe he goes there see that wasn't so bad was sure it? sure i've made it better i improved this song for you you're gonna be completely you you covered did. in vomit oh how nice and then you go now aren't you stupid for doing what you did <laughs> and then i take a shit on the places where the vomit <laughs> is now covered off cw sorry cw uh fecal matter <laughs> i gotta say hey, afterwards back it up boy <laughs> hey um this song for me is, uh, I am six years old and, uh, I am, my parents are out of town for the weekend. They dropped me off at grandma and grandpa's house. Grandma and grandpa. Oh, oh yeah. What did six year old Saker sound like? They dropped me off at grandma and grandpa's house. <laughs> Do this voice for the rest of the episode. Actually, my <laughs> voice has gotten higher since when I was little, I talked like this <laughs> colonel. Um, they dropped me off at Grammy and Grampy's house. Uh, and uh, and uh, Grandma and Grandpa are very religious people. And so, you know, I have a ball. You know, they dropped me off Saturday morning, Saturday night. I watch cartoons and, you know, my Grandma and Grandpa and I... Only, only church-approved cartoons. That's correct. Uh, you watch, like, VeggieTales and... Uh, and uh, that's the only church-approved cartoon. Moral Oral. Nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I drink pickle juice right out of the jar and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then... You eat ribbon candy and Werther's Originals. Yeah, Grandma and Grandpa go to bed. I stay up a little too late, uh, you know, doing all sorts of fun stuff, eating all of their strawberry candies with the goop in the middle. Um, yep. And then, but, you know, I, I stay up till maybe 1, one thirty, and then 6 a.m. rolls around on Sunday, and I, I'm being shaken, and they say, you have to get up, we're going to church. And I say... I don't want to go to church, um, but they forced me to get up and go to church. And so I'm dressed in my Sunday fineries uh, and we all go. And the preacher this week is doing a, um, a a presentation on, you know, sin, mortal sin. And so it's a very big, heavy topic for little Seiki to handle. But the preacher is like getting into it. And I can see like as he's speaking every so often, he's like flecks of spittle from his mouth. And every so often his eyes will like roll back into his head as he's speaking. And then like 
he starts like just like he's talking about how greed and avarice and lust are tearing this world apart and he like is on the word tearing he like pulls at his shirt and it starts to rip and he's getting this superhuman power and he tears his shirt oh, off yeah. and he tears his pants off and he's just wearing a speedo underneath his pants so it is a, he, no shirt no pants he's got the speedo he's got shoes and socks on He's got a uh, the the what are the vestment around his oh, neck? Yeah, the, the vicar's collar. Yes, the vicar's <laughs> collar, and that's that's it for me. That's weird that he removed his he removed his shirt, but, but the, the collar stayed. stayed. On. They're two pieces, absolutely. Um, and uh, this is what convinces me to go to church for the rest of my life. I'm always chasing that dragon. I saw it as a little six year old boy. I saw a man become possessed by God, uh, and uh, and truly, yeah, and the Catholic Church had all those uh, the scandals where they had to get the priests out of churches like that. That's correct. Yes, uh, for entirely different reasons, but um, yeah. So this this is a I like this song a lot, uh, and I only threw up on myself a little bit as I was watching that. Father Vito, Father Vito's Vito Corleone. That's correct. <laughs> We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. I want, I want top hats to come back. Do you really? Top hats feel very incelly to me. I guess Dapper. I'm thinking more yes, yeah. trill or like stuff, something like that. Oh, God, yeah. It's sad like, that there are so many fashion items that have been ruined by. I've wanted to grow a neck beard since I was little. But nowadays, oh neckbeards are just a not good a fashion. Old neck beard? Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't that look great on me? Yeah, you, a big bushy neck covering like up no, nothing on the nothing on the face, no. just just mm, chin down. Just give me that neck beard covering up all my chins. Yummy, yummy. Uh, yeah. What 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 band uh, fashion item do you want? I want a neck beard. Do you want a Hitler mustache? I don't look I I did grow a mustache once and I looked so I hated it so much that I shaved it off the very next year one of my one of my friends for his birthday party asked all of his friends to grow facial hair that sucks I hate that friend yeah for my birthday I just want everyone to have a beard or a mustache or something that's very funny and cute but it also sucks a lot to to be forced to do that or else you feel like a bad friend I in college. Some people grow hair. The thing is, like, some people grow mustaches real quick. Yeah. I just have patchy facial hair that doesn't come in right. Right, right. I look terrible. In college, I grew for a while. I thought it was cool. I grew a soul patch right here, and it was. It got a little bit long too. And I remember I decided to to shave it. I was uh, sitting at uh, Transformers, the first movie in theaters, and I realized that I was chewing on it as I was watching the movie. I just like, and I was like, oh, this is bad. And also it looks like shit on me. So I need to shave this immediately. Um, Do you remember when Michael Jordan grew a little uh, Hitler mustache right in the middle? He was trying to reclaim it. And I think there's something to be said for trying to reclaim something like that. I mean, it had been, you know, 50 years at that point. I mean, shitheads ruin a lot of stuff. Like, like I can't look at the American flag anymore without feeling like a twinge of like disgust. Yeah. Because if I see a car flying an American flag, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like I don't even have to. I don't even have to know who's inside, and it that kind of makes me sad. It's like it, when I see the most times I see American flags flying are right next to the Confederate flag. Like, dudes, don't you know that they're the opposite thing? Yeah, yeah. It's, they mean the opposite. It is. It's horrifying that our national symbol has been co-opted, kind of de facto. Well, I mean. And nationalism always is co-opted by nationalists, yeah, but like okay. you know, it, it pisses me off. Yeah, you're right. Um, like, so, uh, like so y- beating a bunch of officers <laughs> with a uh, Blue Lives Matter Jesus. flag. Uh, so you want to you want to bring back uh, American flag apparel? 
you want to wear like the flag hat and the flag shirt and all that shit. Is that what you? I'd like to bring back like hats in general. I think people still wear hats, Ev. Right, but they wear them for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> what is the right reason to wear a hat, bud? To look dapper. I don't know. Okay. Like in, in like the, the 40s or something like that, you would not be able to be outside basically without a hat. Now, like you had to be wearing a hat. And now wearing a hat is very, very odd. Utilitarian like, a, bullshit. I hate like, it. You know, the only people I see wearing hats are like people who are like working, like hard hats, like working or like ball caps. Yeah. And most of those ball caps are fucking has something like disgusting written on them. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like make America great oh, again. Oh, I see. Sure, absolutely. I thought you just meant like boobs across the hat. I like. The yeah, idea. boobs are real disgusting. I vomit whenever I think of boobs. Well, so oh, you seem to be okay disgusting. right now, shithead. Um, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Okay, so you want to bring back, and you're right. If somebody's wearing a hat, then if they're wearing like a a, a, a tri not a tripoint, a trilby or a, a, a I want to bring back okay, tripoints? that's what I want. The tri- I want the tricorner tri- hat. There hat. we go. Yeah, absolutely. There's a hat that hasn't been stolen by anybody yet. But you could be that guy. You could wear a tripoint hat around when you go to work every day. Oh, you don't go to work anymore. I forgot. Your work doesn't exist. I'd wear it on Zoom calls yeah. with like the, de- the d- various deans of departments. That double rules. If you're sitting at home wearing a fucking tricorner hat, I love that. That's a great idea. I think that's if I were if I ever retire if I, when I retire if I retire and I have if I ever retire with money which I'm not going uh-huh. to, I think like when you get to the point you stop caring about everything. I want to get to the point where I'm just like going out in frock coats uh-huh. and like cravats and things like that because I just don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Spat, spat. Do, do you want to hear a very privileged story about retirement that I may end up cutting from the episode? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I was t- just talking with my partner the other day and I was like, my paychecks feel like they're getting smaller and smaller. And she's like, well, pull up your pay stub. And I was like, okay. And she's much better about money than I am. So she's looking at all my like uh, shit on my pay stub and she's like, what's this? What's that? What's 437 EQ? I was like, I don't know. It's just something on my pay stub. It's just a thing. <laughs> and I looked it up and it's a retirement plan. And I had like three of them on my pay stub. So I've been taking out three different retirement plans and putting money into three different retirement plans for years now. And she's like, wait, do you, can you, do you have access to like, can you pull up, see how much is in there? You do there? not have access to them. Well, I didn't, I, had, I hadn't even uh-huh. made an account. So I made an account and there was $15,000 that I didn't know that I had just sort of socked <laughs> away over the past. Where's all, where's all my money going? I don't like that all my money's gone. Well, where's all my money going? Oh, savings. Savings, yeah, apparently. But it's going good. Going into GameStop stock. I could, I could have had like a running Netflix subscription that I was losing money on, but thankfully the thing I was losing money on was, and I'm putting that in big air quotes, was just keeping it away from Future Saker because he's a, uh, a shithead who doesn't know what's going on. So oh, that's smart. Yeah, it was smart, I guess. I just also felt like a, a huge fucking idiot for having that much money. <laughs> just that I didn't know where it was or what it was. How dare you plan for the future? Yeah, boy. Hey, speaking of planning for the future, you know who else is planning for the future with a brand new episode? Why, that's They Them. Us? Probably. <laughs> We're doing that right now, in fact. They Them theirs. Rain and Casey are non-binary, and once a month they sit down to talk about whatever they want. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about shit. The latest episode, Assigned Hero at Birth, uh, is a double header as Rain and Casey talk their usual talk, but are also joined by artists Gabby and Bonnie, uh, whose Twitters are linked right on the page here, and they look like cool folks. Um, 
Lots of topics discussed. West, West Michigan Dutch food. Uh, uh, dysphoria Buster Big Jug Jug. Best liquids to throw on cars. Oh my goodness, what oh. a joy. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Do you think there's anyone with the last name Binary? Ooh, boy. I I think Hello, you can... My name is Ron Binary. I, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can look that up. Uh, last name Binary. I think there's a website where you can search for... Yeah, Binary Surname. Uh, the surname Binary is uh, mainly African, mostly on hmm. the Ivory Coast. Uh, the, wow. Actually, there's only... The incidence number is 13. There's only 13 people in the world who have the last name Binary. Frequency, 1 in 1,774,710. Interesting. Uh, there's also 85 binaries as a first name. Is that what you were interested in? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Mostly females from India. Interesting. Huh. Interesting that you would break it down by gender. <laughs> I guess that's what binary is all about. Yeah, I guess. So there's not 13 of them. There's what's what's 131101. <laughs> is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, why did you want that? I just wanted to know if there's anybody with the last name Byrie. And you answered my question. Thank you very much. Bye. That's what everyone comes to this podcast for. <laughs> Questions and answers. Answers. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when I spin this big wheel and we figure out what segment we have going on today for keeping it real. Hello, city. <laughs> this track is the God. theme song for a municipality or state. So which one and why? Oh, um, What's or city, I guess, of course. Um, I feel like the, the city or state has to be a state that it's it's kind of like a a very a, oh, fuck because it's it's somewhere that has rejected re, re, embraced modernity and rejected tradition right right so, but in a way that's a way that's superficial yeah uh, yeah okay in a way that's superficial so maybe like a Portland like a keep Portland weird <laughs> sort of like where they're they're Austin, te Austin, Austin Texas yeah Austin too where the, their whole thing is like look at how weird we are keep Austin weird everybody <laughs> where it's very superficial. Um, yeah, so it's like a it's like the Austin City Limits uh, concert venue or whatever. They play this song and everyone comes in from the out like they're just singing about being cowboys and like living on the ranch, living on a prayer and whatnot. And everybody who actually lives on a ranch is like, "What the fuck are you people?" Doing yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds about. Oh God, you're right. Cause... Dude comes up on stage with a fucking mustache, Hitler mustache, and just sings about. <laughs> Do you remember the towers? <laughs> that is precisely what this is. Sure. So it's about Austin, Texas. Um, well, I hope we answered your question. <laughs> well, let me roll this again. Let's get one more yeah, in here. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're just, we're just we're, banging we're through. We're through them. We're good. Uh, this one is... Conventioneers. What fandom would the narrator of this song belong to and why? So a, a fandom where hmm people like eighties and nineties hard rock. Okay, because of just the Bon Jovi. What about music? What about the bare naked ladies fandom? I think that's. I feel like you stretch it if you're saying eighties and nineties music. Well, I just see him in like a like a throwback. Like I just see him in like a big hair and a and a I mean, ripped up tee. Maybe, but I'm also trying to think. Like I feel like this person might be oh, like a, a Rick yeah. and Morty fan, right? 
like oh, somebody yeah. who thinks they're smarter than the average person, but they're really much, much dumber. Like clearly I think that this, this person uh, believes they have some secret of the universe deep within their grasp when obviously that, that is not true. Not saying I don't love Rick and Morty because I do. Yeah. And I own a pair of Rick and Morty boxer shorts. And but I think you like, you don't take your marching orders from Rick and Morty. No. Yeah. People who, ab- I think there's, yes. Yeah, I think there's looking at Rick and Morty and recognizing it as a humorous show and enjoying it for what it is sure. is fine. But then people who show up and shriek about, you know, Mulan Szechuan sauce, sauce yeah. Szechuan sauce at like and bother some poor fucking McDonald worker. Man, that long tradition of people idolizing uh, protagonists who were meant to be absolutely despised. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Walter Whites and the, the yeah. Tyler what the fuck was his name Durden. tyler durden thank you yeah tony soprano yep 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 uh, i just think that like yeah i mean we're we're humans though so we'll em- we can empathize with anything yeah is our is our both our our blessing and our curse our, the beauty and our yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure absolutely um oops said absolutely god damn it it still haunts me to this day to say absolutely, <laughs> don't let him get to you ah, don't let the bastards bring me down oh let's move on to a question his, his, oh, fuck. Here's a little question. <laughs> I was just doing my best snake imitation. <laughs> um, now's the time when we answer a question from our friends. Our fans are unbelievable little unguents. This is a question from our fan, Jared. Jared. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jared. you can send us questions. Uh, email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This one is called Itty Bitty Question. Hi. Hi. Question. <laughs> what woe? Time hole. The beanakes are whittle bitty babies again. <laughs> Look at their whittle tiny bodies and diapered whittle fannies. How do baby oh, beanakes interact? Like Muppet babies, but with beanakes. Use your cutest baboo voices, you fucking clowns. I love you guys, Jared. So, how do baby beanakes interact? Like Muppet babies, but with beanakes. I don't even really understand this one. <laughs> I must say. I think that uh, they'll. Um, <laughs> that they're in a. Well, I mean, they've got to be in a nursery. They've got to be all together. So they've got to be in like an orphanage oh, or a so, nursery or something like that. So let's wonder. Okay, so they've been they've been teleported back. I mean, they're not teleported back. They become babies, but they haven't gotten new parents or anything like that. Sure. Le- well, let's. W- so they have to. They go into the government system. The Canadian oh no! Government. Oh no! I was gonna wonder what. I was gonna wonder one this and figure out who Nanny was. So like, who takes care of the bare naked ladies? Is it Michael Philip Wojewoda? <laughs> Do we never see Michael Philip Wojewoda's like face and? Oh, uh, I think that they um, they all go to a distant maternal uncle, uh, the King of Bedside Manor. <laughs> okay, all right. So he's a. A, a benevolent yet disinterested oh, um, man. A guy who's he's just he, I mean you only see him as a pair of like spats and uh, pinstriped pants most of the time sure sure and he's mostly like reading his newspaper and he's got I imagine he's got servants and things to take care of all the stuff but he's just a, an aging Lothario so he's always out but he comes in on occasion to dote on them. I think this is maybe perhaps an adult swim show too where we find like the kids are finding like what is this and it's like a fucking cat of nine tails or a giant dragon dildo like and they're, they're having fun adventures around their king of bedside manor's house uh playing with all of his various sex toys that he accidentally left out 
yeah, and I mean he's been he's been in movies and things like that, so he's got a lot of props and stuff. So it's a big old man. It's a big old rambling bedside manor is a big old rambling mansion. They can get up to all sorts of toys. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is uh definitely maybe we so we it's Tyler, imag- Tyler's like animal love baby. Yes. So Tyler doesn't speak in in words. That's very good. And this is they get into imaginary adventures, right? Like they'll yeah. they'll go to the set of one of his movies, and sure, I like that. So if yeah, they get there. if Tyler is animal. Uh, I think Jim is gonna be Beaker, right? Was or Scooter? Was was Beaker? Beaker wasn't in Muppet Babies, was he? He was. He was. Oh, I don't remember that yeah. at all. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, is is Ed has to be Kermit, I suppose. Yep. And then Steve is Miss Piggy. <laughs> They're in love, but also they kind of hate each other. And God, yeah. Beaker actually fucking looks like Jim. I, 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 I kind of love he's this tall lanky thin dude with this shock of red hair i fucking love that okay um and uh so who does that leave kev Ooh, who which which muppet baby oh, rolf oh uh, rolf is a little too i feel like too no rolf is rolf is very he's sad but jazzy he is sad, isn't he? I suppose he just sits at his piano and plays songs. He does. Right? Yeah, I feel bad that none of the ladies ended up being Gonzo. I feel like Steve might be a Gonzo rather than a Miss Piggy. No, you don't think so? Gonzo's way. Steve is not near whimsical enough. Yeah, yeah. Who was the the very um uh like normal ass? Was it? Is it Skeeter? Was that Skeeter? Scooter and Skeeter. Uh, Scooter Skeeter's and Skeeter. The, okay. Scooter's the boy, but Skeeter was a. Uh, the, uh, his his sister, but she was made just for Muppet Baby. She doesn't exist in any other. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I feel like Scooter is perhaps Andy, where he's just like the the everyman <laughs> of the group, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um. Oh yeah. But uh, let's name one adventure they get up to, Saker. Sure. Uh, I think that the King of Bedside Manor once was on this sort of like, uh, sort of 1940s esque like Tarzan movie, like a very jungly sort of film. Uh, so the Muppet Babies find, um, this giant gorilla prop. It's like a giant stuffed taxidermied gorilla. And And it's got a massive erection. Oh, a massive erection, yes, that the King of Bedside Manor had, uh, glued onto it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know, they're swinging from this, uh, limp penis, and they're imagining that this, uh, this giant monkey is their friend. Um, and maybe together they all go to do they visit another song is that like each does is each episode a different oh, yeah. Bernicke lady song they've got to have a song so this is another postcard i think right this monkey uh, is following them around <laughs> and uh perhaps spying on them i don't know what what other adventures could they get into what other song is inspired by them yeah, it's all been done where they're going through uh various um stages of the king of bedside manners like they, they um they get into like his the, the sword and sandals epic he did back in the day <laughs> okay. that was that was incredibly erotic and homosexual for the fifties, uh-huh. like a, like a Spartacus thing where um, they, they made the implicit explicit a little bit. So they're like whacking each other with dildo swords. That's and, fun. Uh, That's very you know, fun. Wearing, wearing leather, leather gimp masks in the shape of uh you know, gladiator helms. I like that. Okay. That's cool. All right, good. This is very good. So Geoid, I hope that answered. And then what's what? Wait, when the King of Bedside Manor finds them in his stuff at the end of every every, every episode, his catchphrase. His catchphrase oh man! Them? Oh, you little maroons! <laughs> That's pretty good. Up to another stunt, are you? <laughs> you would say you're born on a pirate ship. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't watch you, but I can't be everything to everyone. <laughs> 
Ten more, no, ten exactly more. On a grinning streak. Yeah. <laughs> You're all buck naked. <laughs> um. All right. Very good. I like it. Ebo, we done did it. Chuds. Yet another episode down the chud hole. Down the chud. Hole. Um. What? Uh. What? What? What thing do you have to plug this week, Ev? Hmm. Shapes, I, but not all of them. I'm so, I got down this rabbit hole. I'm just I'm I'm halfway paying attention to you, but I'm also trying to read about other appearances that Skeeter has made here and there throughout the uh, the course of the Muppet series. Grown up Skeeter, of course. Uh, her okay. her face is later seen in a minor appearance on a Carl's Jr. meal bag in 1993. <laughs> this is comprehensive. All right, so what shapes are you into right now? Oh, what shape is Skeeter? Hmm, Skeeter is. Sort of like an oblate sphere, like her head. I mean, what shape is a person? She's person-shaped. Hmm. hmm. She's not a pear shape. She's very stick-like. Like what, what shape is her head? Let's just focus on her head. Sure. Well, her head is like ovular with two little circles on the top, like a frog, maybe. Okay. So I guess ovals and circles. Ovals and circles. I okay, I like that. And what shapes, are there any shapes that you want to anti-plug, that you want to pull the plug on? Hmm triangles Oof, yeah what have triangles done for you lately cut my foot up when my <laughs> son leaves him on the fucking ground oh he's a big d4 fan <laughs> likes to pour my dice on the ground checks out checks out um yeah okay that's that's good uh this week i want to plug the d12 doesn't get enough love. I've never liked the D12. What do you like fucking keeps, use it, it keeps for? Rolling. Well, you, yeah. you roll it for um, what is it? Like uh, fireballs like, or some shit? No, great axe, great axe damage. Oh, really? Okay. D12. Yeah. Uh, I mean, plus you Eminem's band D12. That's a fun thing that you can kind of. The second person in my whole life asked me, and is way smarter than I am, asked me if my band was a reference to the band D12. Eminem's band D12 because my band is called 2D6, which right. could could be a 12. And I wish dearly and desperately that I would have thought of that way back in the day. But now I just say yes when you people like ask 12, me. But you have a you have a, a, a better average and a smaller spread. Yes, that's true. You can't possibly get a one on our band, although we do deliver those critical misses quite a bit. <laughs> Ebo, I think that's it for today. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. 